Welcome back to Brailcast Extra. My name is Matthew Horsepool. We'll shortly be hearing a session about using Braille on the Amazon Fire range of tablets. But before we get into that, some news which we couldn't tell you on the day that the session was recorded, but we can tell you now. Namely, that the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust, uh, who you might remember from previous episodes of this podcast, uh, donated £10,000 to the Brailists Foundation around about this time last year uh, are very impressed with the work that the Brailists Foundation are doing and have agreed to donate a further £26,000 to the Brailists Foundation in order to uh, continue Brailcast and masterclasses and maybe do some more stuff around Braille for beginners and a whole lot of more stuff which we will be announcing in due course so this particular masterclass was not sponsored by the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust but the masterclasses that follow definitely will be with that said this masterclass deals with braille on the Amazon Fire range of tablets it's introduced by Dave Williams and it was recorded on Tuesday the 15th of June 2021 Good evening and a very warm welcome back to the Brailleists Foundation. I'm Dave Williams, Chair of the Brailleists Foundation, and uh, I see we've got a couple of new people joining us this evening, so a very warm welcome in. Uh, Tonight we will be exploring all things Kindle Fire and Braille. The Kindle Fire is a low-cost tablet uh, from Amazon, and uh, we think it is one of the most affordable ways to get access to a very large selection of braille reading material. We'll be describing the Kindle Fire, doing a bit of an unboxing and uh, showing you how to get braille set up. And then we'll be moving on to showing you how you can read a book on the Kindle Fire and where you can get books from. And then of course we will, uh, towards the end of the session, uh, allow uh, probably about 20, 25 minutes or so to take your questions. As ever, this evening's event is run in line with the Brailleist moderation policy. So we run a fairly family friendly uh, show. Uh, If you have a question, you're very welcome to raise your hand. And the person who's gonna be taking care of moderation duties this evening is our good friend and Brailleist Foundation trustee, Matthew Horsfall. Good evening, Matthew. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Dave. Bit of a role reversal tonight, but... uh... Yeah, it'd be good to be sitting in the other chair this evening. Excellent. Okay, so uh, when we get to the Q&A part, uh, if you uh, raise your hand, Matthew will give us all the instructions, what keys to press. I'm sure many of you already know them by now, but we want to make sure that we're as inclusive as possible. So we will make sure that we give you those details. Uh, I should also remind everyone uh, this evening's session is being recorded and will be made available from the Brailleists Foundation media page, brailleists.org slash media, and will also be available as part of our Brailcast Extra series from wherever you get your podcasts. Our presenter this evening is uh, something of a technology expert. Uh, I first met him when he was on uh, work experience for an assistive technology company I was working for. Um, At the time, uh, he became very involved in screen reading and scripting and testing uh, and then moved on to work for a large media organization, uh, developing accessibility, uh, testing uh, resources there. Uh, I'm sure he'll tell you a bit more about himself and going to be guiding us through the topic this evening of the Kindle Fire and Braille and reading books in Braille with a refreshable Braille display connected to your Kindle Fire. It's Ben Mustle-Rose. Good evening, Ben. Good evening, Dave. Don't, don't be silly. No one wants to know anything about my uh, my incredibly dull history. But yes, uh, I'm, I'm feeling rather old. I think it was about 15 years ago now that we were uh, sat there in that office uh, trying to trying to get screen readers working on uh, Windows Mobile, uh, how times have changed. But um, I guess in a way, that's quite an interesting segue to this evening's session, because we are, of course, as you say, going to be looking at Braille on the Amazon Fire tablets. And just to reiterate, the reason that we've chosen these tablets isn't uh, necessarily because they're that unique. There are uh, many uh, ways that you can read electronic Braille paired with some kind of internet-enabled device. You've got your iDevices from Apple, other Android tablets, Windows laptops, Windows tablets, and Mac laptops. Um, but 
of course, all of those devices are actually incredibly expensive, uh, particularly if you add in the cost of a Braille display. Uh, but in contrast, the Amazon Fire tablets start from around about £50. And actually, if you don't mind waiting for, uh, for a while when they go on offer, you can get them for a lot less. In fact, I uh, managed to buy one for £29, which I just think is incredible given the uh, a quite mature set of accessibility features that are built into them these days. They started off uh, uh, experimenting with accessibility in around about 2014, I believe. And I think um, I think it'd be fair to say that at that stage, it, it maybe was a bit of an experiment uh, in air quotes. Uh, but now they feature a uh, fairly mature set of capabilities. You've got a screen reader called Voice View. You've got screen magnification. You've got color contrast. You've got options around hearing. And of course, what we'll be focusing on this evening is Voice View's fairly, uh, fairly uh, complete Braille support. So as Dave said, we're going to be looking at uh, various parts of the fire, setting it up, pairing a Braille display, some of the hotkeys, and then we'll be focusing on reading. Um, a couple of bits of housekeeping before we get started, though. Um, first thing, uh, I guess, to point out is that Typically, when we learn a new technology, it's it's a multi-hour endeavor, right? Because these things are, are pretty complicated. Uh, but we don't have multiple hours here. We've got sort of half an hour, 40 minutes, absolute tops. And um, so this is by no means an in-depth tour of the Fire tablets, uh, but I hope it will nonetheless prove useful in a couple of ways. Hopefully, it's first off going to be useful for you if you're trying to figure out whether you want to buy one or not, right? So you just want a bit of a demo. And if you like what you hear, then that's probably a fairly good indication that you should uh, pick one up or maybe do a bit more research. And secondly, it's going to hopefully be useful for people who uh, buy one off the back of this demo and just want a bit of a push in the right direction to help you get started and hit the ground running. Um, and of course, we are going to have a handout available on our media page, media, where we will include everything that we've covered in this masterclass, along with a couple of extra tidbits to help you along the way. Um, last bit of housekeeping ever so quickly. Um, Technology has this wonderful habit of um, working really well and then not working really well when you need it to work really well. And uh, masterclasses and uh, presentations in general are uh, one of those times where it tends not to work uh, fairly well, given, uh, given that we're jinxing it by doing live demos. So we are going to be doing some pre-recorded segments this evening. But of course, we are all here live as well. And the Q&A will very much be live, thankfully. Now, as Dave said, uh, we're going to cover the unboxing first. I uh, actually bought an Amazon Fire uh, just for the uh, masterclass this evening because my uh, current one was a couple of generations old. And I thought it would be interesting to start with an unboxing to see exactly what you get for your money. So the Amazon Fire arrives in what is actually quite a nice uh, quality gift bag. It's the sort of thing you might expect a bottle of wine to come in, but instead we've got a tablet computer. Although, to be honest, I wouldn't say no to either, actually. Um, so looking at what we get, we get the uh, tablet itself, thankfully. Uh, we get a micro USB cable for charging, uh, which is about uh, sort of uh, one to two meters long by the feel of things. And we also get a uh, standard USB charger, which we can connect to the cable. We also get uh, various pieces of uh, paper-based documentation, which are mainly going to be uh, getting started guides, which you won't really need because uh, you've got the Braillist getting started guide, uh, which is of course going to be far, far better than uh, the Amazon option. The fire itself comes in a polythene wrapping, so let's just uh, unwrap that now and uh, see what we get for our money. I'm now going to give you a brief orientation of the fire uh, in terms of uh, what buttons and uh, ports you will find as you explore it. The Fire is a rectangular device and I currently have it situated so that the short side containing the majority of the buttons is facing me and the screen is facing upwards. 
Starting on the shortest side facing me and going from left to right, we first encounter the lock slash power button. When the tablet is turned off, pressing this button will turn it on, surprise, surprise. But when it's turned on, it will do a couple of different things depending on the state that it's in. When you're using the device normally, pressing it will lock the device in the same way that you would expect it to do on a phone or any other tablet. But when the device is locked, pressing it will take you to your lock screen where you will find your notifications and depending on the model that you've purchased, you will maybe also see some adverts. To the right of that, we have a micro USB port, which you can use for charging and connecting to a computer. And to the right of that, we have a standard headphone jack. Lastly, for this side, we have two buttons in fairly close proximity to each other, and these are the volume controls. The leftmost one is volume down, and the rightmost one is volume up. Moving on to one of the longer sides, the only thing that you'll find here is a speaker towards the end of the device. Moving on then to the second short side, there's actually nothing on this side, so we'll uh, quickly move on to the last longer side, which also doesn't contain much, but uh, towards the end of the device that is facing me, you'll feel a cutout for a micro SD card slot, which you can use to expand the storage of your tablet. Now, the one that I've purchased has 16 gigabytes of storage, which is going to be plenty for uh, your sort of basic usage. If you're downloading a few apps, maybe you've got a couple of books and stuff like that. However, if you do have, a, let's say, a large music collection or you are downloading large quantities of books, then you may wish to upgrade the storage that you have uh, available to you. And I believe that you can install microSD cards of up to 512 gigabytes. So uh, more than ample amounts of storage for a device like this. Now, as I say, I'm not going to go through the entirety of the setup process uh, with you here. That's not necessarily because it's hard, but it is uh, a, a multi-step process and would take quite a bit of time. I will, however, explain to you how to independently turn on the VoiceView screen reader so that you can carry out the rest of the setup yourself. Now, the first thing that you want to do is to plug your micro USB cable into the USB charger and then plug the charger into the wall, which thanks to the magic of audio editing, I've already done. Next, you're going to need to plug the micro USB end of the micro USB cable into the fire, press the power button for around about a second and wait until you hear a sound. Okay, so that's the sound that we want, although I should point out that I have sped that up a little bit due to time constraints. So basically, when we hear that sound, we know that the fire is ready to be set up. And in order to do that, we are, of course, going to have to turn on speech. So to do that, we're going to press the lock button three times in quick succession. Uh, some may say that this is similar to how you might turn on speech on an iDevice. And uh, as you can hear, it's going through the language selection screen uh, on a, uh, in, in a wide variety of languages. As I say, I'm not going to go through the entirety of the setup process here. So let's come back when the fire is all set up and ready to go. I'm now going to demonstrate how to pair a Braille display with your Fire tablet. Now, the Fire supports Braille displays from a wide variety of manufacturers, including Baum, Humanware, Orbit Research, and many, many more. But today I'm going to be using my Orbit Reader 20. 
it's probably worth pointing out a couple of things here before we get going. Firstly, the instructions that you will need to follow will, of course, be dependent on the Braille display that you have. And secondly, I'm, as I say, going to be demoing the Orbit, but I'm not really going to make this a lesson in how to use the Orbit. I am assuming that you are moderately familiar with how it works. Now, in order to get Braille working on the Fire tablet, we have to do two things, essentially. We, first of all, have to tell our Braille display that we want it to connect to a device, so we need to tell it to get ready to be quote-unquote paired. And then we need to hop over to the Fire and tell the Fire to search for Braille displays. So I've got my orbit on my lap here, and the first thing that I'm going to do is press space with dots 4 and dots 7 to turn on Bluetooth. And uh, I don't know if you could hear that, but I now have Bluetooth turned on uh, on the orbit, and it says Bluetooth on the display. I'm now going to uh, go back over to the fire, uh, which is uh, unlocked and sat on my desk. Apps, Amazon Music, App Store, Row 1, there. Column 3. Um, and what we need to do now is go to the Quick Settings pane, which we can do by performing a three-finger scrub down from the top of the screen. Ben's third fire. Now, there are quite a few things on this screen, but the one that we are interested in is Voice View. Voice View. Voice View Settings. Tap. There we are, that's, uh, that's the one that we want, so we're going to double tap there. Voice view is on. To disable, select this option and then double tap anywhere on the screen. One of six. Then we need to find the Braille option. Braille, four of six. Braille, pair Bluetooth Braille display, one of four. Double tap to activate. Sounds like what we want. Pair voice view wants to turn on Bluetooth. Deny, but allow, button. We'll do allow. Turning on, pair blue, allow, voice view. To act, allow, button. We'll do allow again. Pair Bluetooth braille display. Navigate up, button, double tap to active. Please make sure your braille display is on undiscoverable. Select scan, and then select your display below to connect. Scan, button. We'll Orbitry to 25,219, one of one. And we can see that it's double tap found to activate. my Orbit Reader 20. So we'll just double tap on this now. Braille, pair Bluetooth Braille display, one of four. Double tap to activate. Pair with Orbit Reader 25,219, cancel, button, pair, button. We want to do pair. And there we have it, our Braille display is now successfully paired. Now that we've paired our Braille display, I'm just going to quickly go through some of the settings that we now have access to on the Braille page that we navigated to a moment or two ago. Mute speech and sounds is off. Disable voice view sounds and speech, two or four. If you enable that setting, Voice View will stop speaking but still send Braille to your Braille display, which might be useful in a quiet environment where you don't want speech. And equally, if you're using Braille, you may not need speech whatsoever. Braille Table, Unified English Braille, three of four. So this lets you choose the Braille table and I'll just give you a quick overview of the tables that we have available. Computer Braille, tick box, not ticked, one of four. Uncontracted English Braille, tick box, not ticked, two of four. Contracted English Braille, tick box, not ticked, three of four. Unified English Braille, tick box, ticked, four of four. And as you can hear, UEB is the default table in this instance. And last but by no means least, we have... Show accessibility focus on Braille display is off. Raise dots 7 and 8 beneath the item with accessibility focus, 4 of 4. Which is a useful setting to toggle if you want to keep track of where your focus is. 
Now that we've familiarized ourselves with the settings that are available to us once we've paired a Braille display, let's spend a bit of time looking at the various key commands that are now available to us to control the fire directly from the Braille display. I'll just point out once again here that this is by no means an in-depth tutorial on the Fire tablet. This is just a high-level overview, so I'm only going to be presenting a uh, relatively small number of key commands during this masterclass. Now, each of these key commands works by pressing the space button and then an additional key or keys. As you progress with the fire, what I would suggest you start to do is to get into the habit of holding space down and then pressing the other keys as and when they are required because that will drastically speed up your ability to navigate the device. So, if we want to navigate to our right, which is the equivalent of a flick to the right, we press space and four. Files, row four, column two. Back button, home button. If we want to navigate to the left, which is the equivalent of a left flick, we press space and one. Device dashboard button. Amazon kids, row one. Column five. And if we find an item that we want to activate, which is the equivalent of doing a double tap, we press space and E. In this instance, we've activated Amazon Loading. Kids. Loading. If we want to get back to the home screen, we can press space and H. Search. If we want to access the app switcher to go through the apps that we have running, we can press space and S. Voice view braille, five of six. And if we want to mute the speech output of voice view, but still get braille, which was the setting that I explained uh, a little bit earlier, we can press space and M. Mute on. And you can hear that I'm still getting Braille, but no speech. Uh, but if we want to turn that on again, we can press space and M once again. Mute off. A few more quick fire key presses now that I'm not going to demo, but will hopefully still be useful to you. If you want to access your notifications, you can press space and N. If you want to find a piece of text that is currently on screen, you can press space and F. And if you want to toggle the input between computer braille and your chosen braille table, which is useful when you're typing, uh, depending on your scenario, you can press space and G. So once again, not a complete list, uh, but hopefully enough to get you started and to give you an idea of some of the things that are possible. If you do want a complete list, definitely keep an eye on our media page, braillists.org media, and look out for the handout that accompanies this masterclass, as we will be providing a link to an Amazon help page within the handout that does go into a lot more detail about all of the key presses that are available to you. All right, so I think you've heard enough from me for uh, for a while now. So let's hand it back over to Dave. You're with the Braillist Foundation. And if you have a suggestion for a future masterclass, we'd really love to hear from you. Uh, you can get in contact with us uh, at any time via email, help at braillists.org. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter. We are at Braillists. Uh, and you'll also find us on the Braillists Forum, which is a, a Google group. And you can sign up to our forum from braillists.org slash forum. Uh, we are in the middle of demonstrating Braille on the Kindle Fire tablet, and we've heard a, an unboxing and an introduction to some of the Braille commands. We're now going to get into how you might uh, get books on your Kindle Fire tablet. Uh, we think that the Kindle Fire tablet with a budget Braille display is, is potentially one of the most affordable ways to get Braille access to a very 
large range of titles. So without any further ado, we're going to hand it back to Ben. And then in about 15 minutes uh, from now, we will be taking your questions and we'll give you instructions on how to raise hands and all of that good stuff uh, at that time. So here we go, back to Ben. Yes, let's uh, let's do some reading. Now, uh, this is one of the main reasons that we really, really rate this tablet at the Brailless Foundation. Um, as blind people, we're actually incredibly fortunate today to have a wide variety of platforms available to us if we want to read ebooks using a Braille display. We can pair a Braille display with an iDevice from Apple, an Android device, a Windows laptop, a Windows tablet, or a Mac. So plenty of options. Um, but once again, it comes back to the price. You know, none of those devices are £50 or less, unless you get one donated to you. Uh, and if you don't get them donated to you, they're often a lot more than £50. So a really, really great budget option. And this is, uh, this is the part of the masterclass where I really hope to try and sell you on the fire if I haven't done so already. So what we're going to be doing here is taking a uh, brief tour of the Kindle store. Again, not uh, an in-depth tour. I'm just going to give you an overview of the different sections of the store. We're then going to explore the homepage to find a book that we're uh, hopefully going to be interested in. We're going to look at the description of the book and take you through uh, some of the uh, contents of the details page. We're then going to download a free sample of the book and uh, then we're going to look at reading it with our braille display. All right, so uh, just a little bit of housekeeping before we get started with this segment. Uh, the uh, more observant amongst you may notice that I'm now going to be controlling the fire using a mixture of the touchscreen and my braille display. Uh, it is perfectly possible to do all of these things with a braille display on its own. However, if you know whereabouts things are on the screen and you can touch them directly, that does make it a little bit quicker, which is why I'm doing it in this instance. Equally, if you knew the exact name of things, you could use the find command, which Fire OS supports. See the list of hotkeys in the handout if you want to learn how to do it. Okay, so if you want to access the Kindle store, funnily enough, the first thing that you have to do is open up the Kindle app. So let's do that now. Kindle, row two, column two. Search Kindle, double tap to activate. Okay, so we're now on the uh, main homepage of the Kindle store. Um, to give you a bit of an overview of this app, there are three tabs along the bottom. You've got Home, which is a sort of curated list of books for you. You've got Library, which is where all of your downloaded books are stored. You've got store, which is where you can buy books. The homepage also lets you buy books, but that also contains uh, some books you already own. And then you have a more section, which is where you'll find things like settings and the help pages. Okay, so uh, as you heard when we opened it, we also have a search option on this homepage. We're not gonna search for anything right now. Instead, let's just uh, explore the page a little bit and see what we have available to us. Your recent books, magazines, and comics will appear here. To get started, browse recommended books below or shop the store. So this is where our, uh, our recommended books will appear once we've bought them, but we do have some suggestions already. Discover books, heading to, heading. And now we have a selection of categories to choose from. Tap on a category or cover below. Bestsellers, romance, dab. literature and fiction, dab. biographies, dab. business, dab. health, mind and body, dab. new releases, dab. and so on and so on. These are just different categories. However, if we go past these categories, we'll see that we have a selection of books that Amazon thinks that we might like present on the homepage already. The Family Upstairs, The Pound One Bestseller and Gripping Richard and Judy Book Club Pick by Lisa Jewell, Button. Uh, that's uh, the first option. The Night Hawks, Dr. Ruth Galloway Mysteries 13. The Dr. Ruth Galloway Mysteries by Ellie Griffiths, Button. The Survivors, Small Town. 
Dark Secrets, by Jane Harper, Button. The Pull of the Stars, the Richard and Judy Book Club Pig and Sunday Times bestseller by Emma Donahue, Button. But I, uh, I reckon the family upstairs sounds quite interesting, so uh, let's give that one a go. The Family Upstairs, the pound one bestseller and gripping Richard and Judy Book Club Pick by Lisa Jewell. Um, so we're going to activate this item now. Uh, I'm not going to give you a, uh, a fully-fledged tour of the description page, but we will go through uh, some of the elements of it so that you know what to expect. 5 of 20, navigate up, button. Prepare to be hooked underscore a twisty and engrossing story of betrayal and redemption. Ian Rankin. Rich, dark and intricately twisted. This enthralling whodunit mixes family saga with domestic noir to brilliantly chilling effect. Right, so um, as you can hear, we get the description uh, automatically uh, spoken as we navigate onto the page. You may have also uh, spotted a few mispronunciations that the text-to-speech engine has made there, which is uh, yet another reason to, uh, to read in Braille. Uh, but we'll uh, now just navigate uh, right through the page and see what kind of things we get. I'll, uh, I'll uh, interrupt and uh, cover anything that is uh, non-obvious, as and when required. Kindle Store. Notifications. Button. The Family Upstairs, the pound one bestseller and gripping Richard and Judy book club picked by Lisa Jewell. Gri Download Sample. Button. So that's useful if we want to download a sample of the book before we buy it. What I would say is that unfortunately some books are easier to read than others depending on how they've been created. So particularly if you're uh, new to reading on the Kindle, I would always suggest you download the free sample first, um, clues in the name, it's free, you're not going to be charged. And then, you know, obviously, hopefully it's going to be easy to navigate. But worst case scenario, if it isn't, you haven't lost any money. Audible sample link. That's uh, what we can use to get uh, an audiobook version of the sample. Audible sample. The Family Upstairs, the pound one bestseller and gripping Richard and Judy book club pick. Heading Lisa Jewell link. That's the author information. Double author. 4.5 out of 5 stars, 23,537 ratings. Link. 4.5 out of 5 stars, 23,537 ratings. So that's the uh, ratings and review section. Amazon charts pound three this week. Link. So what that actually means is not... Double That doesn't mean it's three pounds. It actually means that it's number three in the best-selling list. Amazon charts. Pound three this week. By now for pounds sterling 0 0.99. Button. And you can hear that we can buy it for 99p, but we're uh, we're actually not going to do that. We're going to be uh, we're going to be slightly cheaper and just download the free sample instead. Download sample button. Download sample button. And then we get a little confirmation message. Thanks, Ben. The free sample for the family upstairs, the pound one bestseller and will automatically appear in your library when the download is complete. De okay, that sounds uh, that sounds good. So we've got a couple of options now. We can either read now, button. Can either read now, which is uh, useful for people who just want to jump in and read straight away. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to the library tab just to give you a bit of an overview of how the library works. So I'm going to press the continue shopping button. Continue shopping button. Although we're actually not going to continue shopping, we just want to get out of this dialogue. Okay, so now we want to move to the bottom of the screen and find the library tab. Library tab. Library tab selected. Double tap to activate. Now we want to go to the top of the screen, which uh, we can do by pressing space with dots one, two, three, and seven. Again, complete list of these hotkeys or key presses is available in our handout. Search Kindle. Double so now, tap to activate. 
So now we're at the top of the screen. So I'm just going to once again go through the contents of the library. Um, it's a, a fairly under-resourced library at the moment because it's only got two books in it and uh, both of them are free samples. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll make do with what we have. Notifications button. Notifications again. Filter. Double tap to activate. This lets you set various options around what books you want to see in your library. All shows titles from the cloud. Toggle button ticked. Yep. Downloaded shows titles on the device. Toggle button not ticked. So again, uh, you can have uh, books downloaded to the device or stored in the cloud, hence those options. View and sort options. The family up. And, uh, and view and sort options lets us sort the uh, list by um, things like when we last read it, uh, read the book, how far along we are in the book, and uh, lots of other things like uh, the ratings of the books. Okay, so now we have the family upstairs, Jewel, Lisa, new book downloaded. Book is a sample, one of four. Um, so that's uh, the first one. It's saying one of four. That's actually incorrect. As I say, there's only two. And then the other one is... The Pool of the Stars. Donahue, Emma. Book downloaded. Reading is 0% completed. Book. And that's just another one that I downloaded to illustrate uh, having multiple books in the library. Okay, so we want to read... The family upstairs. The family upstairs. So we'll activate this item and explore how we read it. Jewel, Lisa, new book downloaded. Book is a sample, one of four. Use your screen reader's continuous reading gesture when menus are off for rich reading or swipe down with two fingers for simple continuous reading starting from the top of the page or start from the current focus point with an L gesture. Tap once to switch from continuous to granular reading then double tap for menu. Double tap and hold to select text. Okay, so as you've heard, we were given some hints about how to read text with the voice view screen reader. Unfortunately, no braille hints, but it is possible to read books uh, almost exclusively using braille if that is what you want to do. Okay, so the way that I find this works best in my experience is to touch a part of the screen so that voice view uh, knows where you are essentially, and then you can proceed to navigate using your Braille display. Now, most books have a uh, table of contents section. This one's actually quite long. It's actually got 68 chapters, so I'm not gonna go through uh, all of the uh, table of contents. You'll be pleased to hear, hopefully. Um, but what I am gonna do is move to the about the author section. About the author. And then what I'm gonna do uh, next is press space and M to mute voice views text-to-speech functionality. Mute on. And I'm going to uh, try and do some, well, not live reading, but uh, semi-live reading using my Orbit Reader. Now, to do this, uh, I'm going to use the pan buttons on the Orbit Reader. Specifically, I'm going to use the right pan down button, but I can also use the right hand pan up button to go backwards in the book. Note that the left pan button uh, doesn't seem to be functioning within the Kindle app. So, about the author. Lisa Jewell was born in London. Her first novel, Ralph's Party, was the best-selling debut novel of 1999. Since then, she has published another 17 novels, most recently a number of psychological thrillers, including The Girls, Then She Was Gone, and The Family Upstairs, all three of which were Richard and Judy book club picks. There we are. Now that's uh, that's probably uh, enough reading. Uh, if you want to do more reading, join the book club. There you are. Bit of uh, bit of cheeky promotion for another Brailist uh, event there. 
but I hope this has shown what it's possible to do using nothing but a braille display. Once again, speech was completely muted, so you could conceivably have the fire tucked away in a bag or if you've got a, a large pocket somewhere on your person, for example. And of course, no speech means that it's ideal for a quiet environment. Maybe you want to do some reading in bed or maybe you want to do some reading while you're on the train, for example. So there you have it, a, uh, a whistle-stop tour of the Fire Tablet and some of its capabilities. Um, I'll be honest uh, and sort of very transparent with you. There were a couple of times during the recording where uh, I the uh, I had to uh, maybe play around with the fire a little bit because it uh, perhaps wasn't doing exactly what it should have been or it was uh, a little bit slow and I did have to edit those out. Um, and I guess what I'd say there is that we're not doing this masterclass just on these fire tablets because we think they're the perfect device because they're not. We're doing them because we, we're doing it because we think it's a really, really good value option. And, um, you know, lots of people... Uh, tend to compare these to an iPad. And on, on the one hand, that's that's sort of understandable because I guess they're both tablets. But on the other hand, you know, many iPads are 10 times, sometimes even 20 times the price of, of a Fire tablet from Amazon. So I would argue that they are really two different devices in their own right. So I hope you've uh, enjoyed that. But I'm going to hand over to Dave now for the next part of the session. So we'd be glad to hear your questions for Ben uh, and uh, Matthew Horsball is our moderator this evening and is going to guide us through the various options that you've got uh, to raise your hand to ask any questions about using Braille on the Fire tablet. Um, before we go to Matthew, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that next week at 7.30 on Tuesday, the Brailers Foundation will be opening our Braille bar for an open Q&A. So if you've got any general questions about Braille uh, and you'd like to check in with our panel, it can be questions about the code or Braille production or particular Braille device, then do join us next week for that. Uh, and then the following week on the 29th, at 7.30 uh, UK, we will be uh, assembling a panel of Braille education specialists. This was following up from a question we received a couple of weeks ago about the differences between educating um, children and adults in the use of Braille and how that's changed over the years. So we'll be looking at Braille education uh, with a panel and that's gonna be in two weeks time. So Matthew, it's over to you with uh, the moderation and raising hands. Thank you, Dave. Uh, we have no hands up at the moment, so please be the first. Uh, you can press Alt-Y on Windows, Option-Y on the Mac, Star 9 on the telephone, uh, as in, uh, yes, on the actual telephone, as if, you, if you're dialing in, or if you're in the iPhone app uh, or the Android app, you can find the more button and raise hands is there. I'm delighted that we have a hand up. It's from Terry Ann Salmon, and I'm going to unmute you now. Good evening, Terry Ann. Good evening. It's Good actually evening. afternoon here, but that's okay. <laughs> well, Good afternoon to you, Terry. Then. Yeah, um, it's always a pleasure to be here. Um, Carla and I, are, Carla could not be here today, but so she asked me to, to ask the question in her stead and kind of for me too. We're wondering if you have had any issues with, regardless of what braille display you connect up to your tablet, when you go to write in braille, if you've had any disconnection issues? So there were a couple of times, uh, I think there were two times over the space of um, about sort of three days or so when I put that recording together, there were a couple of times where I had to uh, repair the Braille display. But then equally, um, one of those, uh, I believe, was because my orbit had, uh, had gone uh, sort of fairly low on its battery and I needed to charge it up. So yes, um, a, a couple of connectivity issues. Um, 
generally around navigating the device. Um, but what I would say, if you're writing and you're struggling, um, depending on exactly what it's doing, definitely try that space and G shortcuts to uh, change your input table if you're not quite getting exactly what you're uh, expecting uh, in, in that regard. Okay, thank you for that, yeah. So right. we have a hand, uh, Jan has a hand raised, but I see James Bowden has also raised his hand. Uh, Matthew, should we bring in James in case he had something to add to uh, the answer to Terry's question? We could do that. And I should just say, I think that it's Jan that's got her hand up. It's actually uh, somebody uh, on the telephone uh, who I think is Jan, but it may not be Jan. We may have somebody else in on the telephone. Uh, so this will be very exciting if I've, uh, <laughs> if I've accidentally renamed her incorrectly. But yes, let's go to James first, and then we'll go to the telephone user. And after the telephone user, we'll come to David Weston. So let's uh, find the right button to unmute James Bowden. Good evening, James. So oh dear. James left. This is where it we is. press okay. the button and it doesn't work. Right. What's that not working? Okay. Well, I, so think, uh, I think James has actually that... left, Matthew. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, we'll go to the person who we think is Jan. So um, I'm going to ask you to unmute. If you press star six, you should be able to. There we go. We've got you, I think. Hi, my name is Mary Beth. I do um, apologize. First of all, I'd just like to thank you guys wrong. for having this. Oh, no, not your fault. Hey, <laughs> no problem. Um, thank you so much for having this. This, this is really interesting. Um, I've got a, a quick question and, and actually then a quick comment, if it's okay. Yeah, um, definitely. My question is, um, some of the uh, Braille displays um, have problems in, in when, when it comes time to turn a page uh, in a Kindle book. Um, is it is that pretty seamless with the with the orbit? Now, my experience is that it depends on the book. Um, now, there is a, a setting, and we're going to put this in the handout, uh, so don't quote me exactly on it. There's a setting called uh, fast page turning, or words to that effect. And it's uh, actually more mm -hmm. of a capability. So certain books will support it, certain books won't. Now, when I was uh, playing around with... Uh, with the book that we read just then, I uh, the um, the book that I chose didn't actually support the uh, fast page turning capability. So I was uh, you didn't hear, but I was navigating using the table of contents. Um, now, one mm -hmm. thing that I would add just ever so quickly on that is that some of the capabilities of um, the various books that you can buy are a little bit hard to discover if you're browsing on the fire. But what I really like about Amazon is that they are very good at syncing up all of your devices. Devices. So it's possible uh, if you're more comfortable using a uh, more traditional screen reader initially, you can just visit the Kindle store on your uh, on your PC or Mac using your web browser and screen reader of choice, where a lot of those things are easier to find. So yeah, my experience at least is that it depends uh, largely on the book. And uh, definitely look for the handout because we will uh, we'll mention that setting and I'll uh, make sure that I've got the wording 100% correct. Uh, when Thank you so much. And then just a quick comment. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm calling from the United States. And um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there there's um, a Fire Tablet tutorial coming out from mysticaccess.com, um, uh -huh. which is a website. And they also have um, an Orbit uh, tutorial that's available from them and from Guidelines and Gadgets and a couple of other places. But just, just as a, a point of information. Well, that's Thank probably so quite... Much. That's probably quite useful, actually, because it wouldn't surprise me if their tutorial um, is, is maybe a slightly more detailed one than ours. And it's one of the problems with doing a, an hour masterclass with time for Q&A as well. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe if you like what you hear and this has helped you, then uh, maybe purchase one. And if you're wanting a bit more, maybe look at the tutorial from Mystic Access as well. Uh, but thank you. Thank you. for Yeah, uh, it is a, a fairly well. lengthy tutorial, I think. Thank you. Absolutely. And Mystic Access know about Braille as well. They have uh, they have Braille displays at Mystic Access, so hopefully it will cover some Braille stuff um, as well. I noticed the triumphant return of James Bowden, so I shall unmute you, James, in case you have something to come back on, and then we'll go to David Weston afterwards. 
Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Um, my internet connection failed. It's all right. I didn't do a nasty on you. Um, I wanted to ask, I noticed in the settings for the Braille table, you had computer Braille, English Braille, grade one and grade two, undefined which English, and unified English Braille, undefined whether it's grade one or grade two. Are you able to elucidate a bit, which is what? Uh, so I was using UB for most of it and I was getting grade two, um, but I am unsure as to the other grades, yeah. unfortunately. I imagine it will yeah. be EBAE, um, which is the English Braille American edition. Uh, you can test that by typing a word like edition and there won't be an ED sign if it's American, ah. and there will be an ED sign if it's British. Um, might be useful to know that. My second question is a quick one is, is there a good um, support email address stroke website to report things like this to Amazon? Uh, yes, there is device-accessibility at amazon.co.uk, I believe. Um, so it's definitely device-accessibility, um, and I believe it's hyphenated. Um, cool. Check the handout. And actually, if anyone has one of these, they, they've actually done quite a good job in trying to solicit feedback. If you go into your voice view settings, it's... Um, it's the last item within the settings. There's a, a sort of section on how to give feedback, but we'll put it in the handout as well. Thank you. No Thank you very much, James. Um, we're next going to come to David Weston. Uh, you're next. Uh, so we'll be unmuting you. And then after David, we'll be coming to Kowal. So David, you are now unmuted and ready to go. Good evening. Good evening. I got two things. One is, uh, I have a Fire Tablet, and this is just a piece of information. Mine is the Fire Tablet 8 Plus. Okay. It has two speakers, so if you've got hearing problems, go for it, because it's got two speakers and it's very clear. That's a good point. We should point out that there are actually a range of, yeah. uh, of options and also some with larger screens. The one that I was using was the seven inch model, but you can yeah. get ones that have up to a 10 inch screen if you do have some useful yeah. vision. Um, great point. How, how do you find it out of interest? I have no vision, so I'm reliant upon sound because I have a hearing loss, so it's brilliant. My question, I've just read my first book on Kindle using my Orbit reader. Oh, good. Now, when I went out of the book and then came back into the book, it didn't come back in where I left. It's usually several pages back. So I had so, to keep winding through to find where I was again. Yes. So it should. Uh, so there are two things there. Firstly, clearly it should remember where you were, um, and clearly it's not. Uh, one way that you could do, uh, one way that you could attempt to resolve that, not that you should have to, but one way that you could, is if you double tap the screen, uh, do a single finger double tap while you're, uh, well, once you finish reading, you get an options menu. One of the options there is to create a bookmark. So a bit of a faff and I'd love to know why it wasn't going back to the uh, correct place but as a uh, stopgap measure you, you could try creating bookmarks um, when you finish reading and see if that uh, see if that makes a difference. Thank you very much that would be great help I think. Well, yes. <laughs> thank, thank you once it's worked. But yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully give that a go. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we've got uh, a couple of people who have already got them here as well. Um, and uh, yeah. glad to hear they're working well. well mine's brand new. I've only had it a few weeks. Ah. Yeah. And did, did you find the setup process okay then? Were you able to... Unfortunately, my wife did it because she sighted. Ah. It was quicker. You know, so it's, it's, it's a bit cheating, isn't it? It's I don't know. It's it's quite tempting sometimes when you've got a pair of eyes handy, isn't it? Instead of having to just do battle with uh, you know whatever bit of technology you're trying to work with. So uh, yes. don't don't yeah. blame you. Anyway, thank you very much. No thank problem. you very much, David. It's been, it's it's great to hear from you. Uh, we're coming to Kowal next, and after Kowal, we're going to be coming to Rhonda. So Kowal. You're now, uh, if I've pressed the right button, um, which I haven't done, I'll press the right button. That'll be better. We can hear you now. Good evening, Kowal. <coughs> Hello. <coughs> hey. I just wanted to ask you a question, Ben. <clears throat> you might not know the answer, but 
Oh, try me, try me. Um, um, I don't know whether <clears> to <throat> feel quietly confident or quietly worried, but I'll, uh, okay. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a Echo Show 8, and I've had it maybe probably, what, nearly a year. I can't remember when I last bought it. And um, let's say when I went into all the settings to set things up, I had quite a job uh, connecting to my Wi-Fi because I couldn't get all the letters in right because I was so used to using the iPhone and, you know, what it's right, like. Yeah. Now, um, in the settings, uh, I think it was probably, what, I can't remember, two, three months ago, I had a look in there to see whether you could add a Braille display and there was no such thing. So I was wondering, is it just for the new things that it's got add Braille display or is it coming in every single product? So um, I don't know. So for anyone who doesn't know, the Echo Show is a uh, sort of I've got smart... the camera on it. Yeah, that's what I yeah. bought it for. You know, show uh, yes, and tell. Yes, the uh, product uh, and and the product identification, and also video conferencing. So for anyone yeah. who's aware of Amazon's uh, smart speaker line of devices, I won't say the name. I've got one uh, a few uh, feet to my right. Um, so it's it's the uh, helpful person, the A lady with uh, with a screen. So. I don't own one. What I would say is that if it is going to be somewhere, it's going to be within Voice View. So if I had need... a look in the view, uh, Voice View accessibility, it's... and there, I couldn't find it there. And I think Dave has one. Um, yeah, I do. So on. there's no Braille support currently oh, on the um, Echo Show uh, devices. Uh, that would be fantastic were Amazon to add it, and that's possibly an email to uh, the um, is it devices-accessibility? Device um, dash accessibility, I believe. Yeah, Amazon. Do you know if and it supports they... a Bluetooth keyboard by any chance, Dave? I haven't tried a Bluetooth keyboard, but certainly within Voice View, there aren't there aren't any Braille settings. Uh, and um, do you know? Do they have like blind people um, testing all these Braille displays for Amazon or, or what? You know. Yes, they do. Yeah, okay. there are blind people working at, at Amazon um, who are yeah. involved in the development of um, of Voice View. Uh, there's a guy uh, who I'm not sure if he's still there, but there's a guy by the name of Mark Morkaggi, um, and he's a blind um, software developer. He's been around um, for a while, worked for various uh, companies, and he certainly was working on on VoiceU, I think, at at one stage. Um, so the the Amazon accessibility team is a thing. I've met them; they are real people. Um, they are keen to develop their accessibility tools. Um, you know, perhaps they've got a little bit of catching up to do in some ways, um, but really exciting that, that on, you know, such an affordable tablet, we've got some Braille support. And uh, yeah, hopefully that will spread to the other um, Amazon smart devices. I noticed that how everybody's using the same Braille commands and things. So that's good if it's yeah. all consistent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's it. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks, Kawal. It's good to hear you. Um, next on my list is Rhonda. And after Rhonda, we do have another question from Terry Ann, which we will go to. The only reason why we wouldn't go to that question is if somebody else puts their hand up who hasn't already asked a question. But for now, we'll unmute Rhonda and say good afternoon to Rhonda, who is also in the United States. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, Rhonda. Great, great to have you here. All right. Thank you. First of all, I would like to say thank you for putting this class together because during the class, I was able to pair my uh, Amazon Fire tablet with my Orbit reader. Oh, excellent. Oh, wow. Well, that's pretty quick going as well. Are you managing to do it live as well? Yes. Um, well download the sample book and uh, kind of read a little. So this is very helpful. Wow. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to respond to the lady who mentioned about the Amazon tutorial at Mystic Access, it is now available. It's current prices, I don't know what it would be in pounds, but in dollars, it's $49. There you have it. So probably sort of, uh, what, 35, 40 pounds or so. <laughs> and uh, probably quite a good, I mean, obviously, we none of us have uh, none of us have read it, but I would imagine a fairly good investment if you do want something a bit more thorough. And uh, I imagine probably some more step by step type directions. I would certainly think so. Mystic Access have been commissioned by a lot of the big assistive tech companies to produce tutorials. So they must be of a fairly high standard. Otherwise, they wouldn't be commissioned all the time. 
Definitely. Um, we don't seem to have any other hands, so I will come back to uh, Terry Ann for her follow-up point. So, Terry Ann, you are now unmuted. Hello again. Yes, hello again. Uh, let's see. Um, going back to what, oh, I, I forget her name. I apologize. The person was talking about turning pages. Um, not just for Kindle books, but for other books with the tablet, it seems sometimes when you flip the page to, to the next page, it goes down to the very bottom of the page, and then you have to do, use the, the command to get it back up to the top of the page. Um, and has anybody found any other workaround for that, or is that a another little glitch that we just kind of have to work with and so i i didn't uh, i didn't encounter that myself but i i do believe you uh, i'm sure i'm sure it is uh, i'm sure it is a, a thing um it, it's frustrating isn't it you know because we sort of we obviously we we want a, a really you know complete feature complete product and then we we find little glitches like this but i, I suppose it sort of comes back to what dave was saying a little bit as much as well it's quite obviously without meaning to detract from from the uh, from the issue. You know, it's quite good that we've got these things, and I suppose it's just going to be a case of slowly but surely, um, and hopefully it will improve uh, over time. They um, continue to do the updates. Hopefully, yes, yeah. yes. So definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely check for updates. They do update automatically, but you can uh, you can force an update if you go to. Uh, device settings and system updates in settings exactly yep and uh carla and i have a, a group we call a whatsapp chat group we call the tableteers and uh we talk all about the fire tablet and we've been talking a lot about the braille displays and we work oh, with a gentleman from amazon called uh ryan french oh, um, okay and so he's a, a a resource that we've been using and we're putting currently putting together uh, some additional questions and comments for him and to let him know how much, I mean, the Braille has in the last year and a half or two years has really come a long way. They've done a yes. lot of work with it and it's really good now. So well, we thanks really for appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for that, Terry. Ann. And uh, great to hear that uh, WhatsApp group is a thing. Um, Matthew, do we want to go to one was, last person? I, I was just going to say, we'll stop taking uh, new hands up now. But um, Kerry uh, did put her hand up just before half past eight. So if you've got time to do one more, we'll... Uh, we'll let's we'll, let's go for one more let's, and then let's we'll go hand over Carrie's to question. She was, she was in time. So let's unmute Carrie now. Uh, there we go. Good evening. Hello. Hello, Carrie. Hello. Um, I'll make it as quick as I can. Um, first of all, I would like to know, because I'm new to all this, I'm learning about it, and um, I'd like to know, is there a particular... Um, well, I've got no usable vision, and I would like to, I'm hearing impaired as well, and I'd like to know if there's a particular... Uh, oh, not make, but, you know, particular tablet fire fire tablet you would suggest for somebody or or is would anybody do would any of them do all the same things so um uh we we had uh, a comment from david weston earlier so some of them uh, yeah i'm I guess sorry i didn't quite yeah. catch that oh no that's okay so so the base model is a seven inch uh display now that might not seem relevant to people who are totally blind um but the thing there is that it only has one speaker whereas if you get one of the eight inch or above models you get two speakers however um they do all have headphone jacks so if you uh, aren't uh aren't going to be able to use the speakers definitely plug a pair of headphones in and uh, I won't go through uh, all of the hearing related accessibility settings but they do have things around uh, mono audio as well if you uh, if you want everything if you want to get rid of your uh, stereo uh, I do have the orbit reader so I would want to read in braille as well okay um, yeah and secondly yeah. um do, what else do they do as well as the um the books do they do emails oh and yeah things like that yeah so so really quickly you've got emails you can browse the web you can buy things on amazon of course you can download apps you can listen to music you can watch movies 
you can play games, you can uh, do video conferencing, and uh, they've actually got the A-Lady built into them, so you can do hands-free things like asking her what the weather is uh, oh, nice. and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, really, really good value for what it is. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for, your, uh, uh, for doing this, because I think it's been very helpful. No problem. Thank you for, thank you for coming. You're welcome. Thanks very much, Carrie. And uh, on behalf of everybody, Ben, I just want to extend uh, our thanks to you for putting this evening's session together. We really appreciate uh, all your time and effort. I know recording tech demos takes time uh, and effort and planning and editing and all that good stuff. So I know a lot of work has gone into this. So thank you very much, Ben, uh, for all your hard work on tonight's session. We really appreciate it. And we know you'll be compiling that handout including some of the uh, comments raised in the in the session so uh, tonight's session will be available from our media page braylist.org slash media and give us a few days just to to tidy it up and, and get the handout together and that shall appear in the next week or so i hope he says touch mdf uh, thank you matthew horsepool for your help sir with the moderation and taking care of the traffic we really appreciate you uh, and Thank you, everyone else, for all your questions and comments. As always, very much appreciated. Don't forget, the Braillist Foundation is back on Thursday with the Braille Book Club, your chance to read Braille with other Braille readers. Next Tuesday at 7.30, we've got our Braille Bar, which is an open Braille Q&A for any questions Braille-related, whatever you fancy. And then in two weeks' time, it'll be our Braille Education panel. Uh, we can find out more about the Braillist Foundation and our work at uh, braillists.org uh, where you can join our forum, contact our help address and much more besides. From me, Dave Williams, Chair of the Braillist Foundation and the rest of the team, have a great week, take care and bye for now.